Welcome back, all you Hotspur listeners. Season 1, Episode 21 of To Dare Is To Do Podcast. I'm your host, Austin, along with my fellow co-hosts, Alejandro and Nate. Nate, how are you doing this evening? What's happening, boys? Life is good. Uh, Spurs had a huge, huge win, which we all get to talk about. And uh, coming off the Crystal Palace match with some some solid, solid confidence. Uh, it, 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 was, it was tense going in. And, uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was nervy for me. But, uh, you know, on the bounce, we did what we needed to do. And it's uh, going to be an exciting uh, end of the year. I couldn't agree more. Alejandro, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Arsene Wenger, could you please stay as uh, Arsenal manager? That'd be great. Uh, I just think this game was, you know, a game changer for us, guys. It shows that Spurs are not giving up and Poch has shown some new character and some new styles that is making me believe in him even more. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, Nate, do you have anything you want to add to that? I think that uh, I was a bit hesitant going into the match and, you know, there was a lot of confidence from a, a lot of people, I think, and after Crystal Palace, uh, that was understandable. I still am that fuck me, man, we're going to screw this up shit kind of guy, uh, you know, Spursy shit. And going in, I was that way. As the match played on, it seemed that, that we were confident and we were playing well. And the, another thing, it, it seemed like Arsenal didn't fucking care, which is fine with me too. But, uh, you know, it felt like it, I was a lot more confident after a few minutes going in. And it seemed like we were going to we were gonna do something nice that day. And, uh, you know, we should have had goals early in, early in the match. But, um, you know, I won't, uh, I won't hog all of the glory from, uh, from, from our, our London derby. Alejandro? <laughs> guys, I mean, Nate pretty much hit the nail on the coffin. Like, guys, Ali and Erickson, we could have we definitely won 4 nothing, like I predicted. And I really wish that was going to happen. But... I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened there. Other than that, they were killers. I think Sun was also great. And Austin, I don't know how you felt when you saw Trippier as our, our, you know, our right back defender. Did that bother you? Um, to be honest with you, dude, whenever I saw the lineup, and I didn't actually get to watch this game live. This is the second game, the second weekend in a row that I haven't been able to watch a match live because of uh, practicing for a paintball tournament coming up. And uh, which is actually uh, in two days. So very, very excited about that. Um, Going to be competing in Division Two with Pro Edge Army. So very, very excited about that. Little caveat. Try not to get too far off topic. But um, yeah, I, I was wasn't really watching the match. So for me, your question was, was I concerned about the lineup when I saw it? And to be honest with you, dude, I was terrified. I was terrified all over the park. And that's not just because of Trippier starting over Walker because I, I feel like the mumblings with Walker and I'm sure we'll get to that maybe here in a second um, have been really frightening. Um, I, he's one of my favorite players. I would really hate to see him leave this club and um, to see him not starting it kind of speaks volumes as to maybe something that's going on that not all of us are fully aware of. So it's just, it's kind of disheartening to see that, but it's also not so scary because you know that Trippier has been playing really, really good football. And it has been exciting and a very good year for the young man as well. So it's not as if I was scared that Trippier would let us down. I was actually a little bit more worried about Dyer and uh, Wanyama pairing because I feel like just, you you know, when you have Musa, you, you can't lose, you know, when you've got Musa in the midfield. He's just he's just too special. So for me, it did feel a little bit like um, I was nervous at the beginning of the game, just seeing the lineup from the perspective of that. But I also was kind of quietly confident because of the result with Crystal Palace earlier in the week. I like I say on this podcast time and time again, I feel like one game, the game before is going to always affect your next game adversely. So the fact that we had gone on the road, beat a informed Palace team. Uh, and I don't know. I don't want to say convincingly because I felt like they had their moments in that game as well. But when I saw Spurs take the one nil victory and find a way to win, I think that's something that Spurs this season have probably, 
you could even arguably say have had way better than our rivals Arsenal. I, I don't think Arsenal this season has had nearly enough game changers. I think their big game guys have gone missing a lot of the time. And I was confident that that would happen again if they went behind. I felt like, you know, in a North London derby, form is out the window. You really never know exactly which way it could go. But I felt like if we got the first goal – and even if we got down a goal, I mean, we've shown all year that we could come back when going down one. So I felt confident. And sure enough, you know, after my paintball practice, I, I did record the match. And of course, I tried not to check my phone. I was kind of on a code of silence. But my uh, my fellow uh, Spurs buddy and teammate, Brandon, he is a big, uh, a big Spurs fan as well. So me and him actually after practice came back and watched the game together. And I didn't spoil it for him. So when we watched it, it was almost as if he had, he hadn't heard or knew anything. So it was pretty authentic. But um, yeah, man, I, I was I was ecstatic. I mean, two nil. Uh, I, like you said, if it wasn't for Peter Check, then it, it could then it would have been four four five nil. You know, I mean, he made some fantastic saves. I think the guy that we haven't talked about just yet is Jan Vertonghen. I felt like he had an incredible game and he looked like scoring often in that game. So, and I'm pretty sure he hasn't had a goal this season. So I think he's really hungry for a goal. And if he continues to play and be a, cause he's a leader. I mean, he's a leader on the team. He's a leader in the locker room and uh, he's a leader. I don't, on the know field, so. I don't know why he's not our, our captain, to be honest. I, I, I would he- agree. I mean, he has been, he has been. And I would agree. I just think, Kind of like what they, the good old, the, the time old saying goes, you know, uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And, you know, so, and uh, with Hugo being the, the leader of the defense and the defense have been being so just, I mean, just being incredible and prolific this season and last season, it, it's kind of, it's hard to change that, that, uh, that, that armband place. But I also think that I completely agree with you because I feel like he is such a rock in the defense. And, um, I don't know, Nate, what I'm an old school guy. I kind of, I always thought like the defender should have the armband. I mean, the keeper, if there's a a situation on the, on the pitch and the, the keeper never runs out to go talk to a ref, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like my thought on, you know, why a, a, someone yeah. in a particular position would be the, the captain. But anyway, I digress. Oh, I couldn't agree uh, more. I couldn't agree more. But Ver- Vertonghen, yeah, man. Uh, well, he plays the left back for Belgium, and he comes forward a bit in that position. And so to see him come forward is great because you can see the freaking shit-eating grin when he gets to fire off. And he had that one that that check uh, he put up in the, he bent it up in the upper right-hand corner, I guess it was. Yeah. It was and a that, left-footed shot, left-footed shot. Oh yeah. man. It was Beautiful. gorgeous, dude. It should have, it should have gone in. You know, you wanted it to yeah. for him. Can I, yeah, can he's I tell tall. you guys something? Sure. Did you know how important Vertonghen is to us? Toby was hurt, you know, part of the season. And the reason why we have the best defense in the league is because of Vertonghen. How crazy is that? Every I mean, time we've time we've had a lapse in defense and we've uh, conceded goals, it's when Vertonghen's been out. Yep. We we found a way to work when Toby was out earlier this year, but when Vertonghen was out with last year, it was brutal. It killed us. And everybody's like, damn, dude. We thought, oh, man, his long ball's gone. No, he does so much more. He made some amazing tackles his last two matches against Palace and, and Arsenal, dude. Uh, yeah. uh, he's played out of the skin. There's been a bunch of polls on Twitter asking who your player of the year would be. And uh, everybody's – a lot of people are saying uh, Waniyama for obvious reasons, but Vertonghen is up there as well as player Damn, of the year. That's, a, that's a hard question to answer. I uh, think yeah. – I'll give, I'll give my two cents on that. I think the player of the year is Erickson. I think Erickson has – if not for that guy, when Harry Kane went out and um, – I mean, I think Delhi is also up there too, but I just think that Delhi. Delhi, although is great at goal, you know, goal scoring and prolific in that regard, and and I think he's our our future, no question. I think out of any he's not player, our most valuable. He's he's not our most valuable player though, but he's like a he's a luxury item right now, man, and it's a good luxury item, dude. What Don't about Sun, guys? Sun also well, no, stepped up too. Uh, the t- the the clock doesn't doesn't go TikTok without Dembele, dude. That's for me. I think he's the. Look at the stat when he play when he starts and doesn't start, dude. Like we, he wins. We win every time he fucking plays. That goes like but that's two and a half Yama years back, too, right? That's, 
Well, Waniyama this year, yeah, he. I think every match that he started, he played. Uh, all right, I think we won. that's my poll for tomorrow. Might draw. Well, yeah, you can. All right, throw that up there and see what happens. What? Oh, would, what? What's the poll going to be? Exactly. Who's your player of this season? Uh, oh, everybody's been asking that for like two days, man. So you're 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 a day behind or so. But well, throw it up there, dude. You have to throw up the right people. You have to make sure you throw up the right ones too. Well, retweet so. my questions, guys. Uh, yeah, we will. We will. We will. We'll, we'll be on that. So yes, uh, daddy. Yes, yes, daddy. So um, all right. Uh, well, I mean, two uh, nil. Feel great. Um, super excited about the rest of the season. I mean, obviously, when Chelsea won their game, the game before us, it, it puts the pressure on us because then that puts them up by seven points. So I mean, it, there was this is this is a groundbreaking performance for Spurs. I mean, it was it was a game where there was so much riding on it, and it, it just cannot go without saying all of the things that this match meant to us. I mean, it's the last match at White Hart Lane uh, against Arsenal, the last North London derby. It is a game in which if we had won this game, which we did, it would put us above Arsenal for the first time in 22 years, which I know that you know, the, the Pochettino mindset is, is think bigger than that. Think, think titles, think silverware. Don't think better than Arsenal because Arsenal are sixth or seventh in the league right now. So that's not really that much better than we were without Pochettino. So I completely agree with him on that regard, but you guys, it just feels damn good to finish above that lot. I mean, the fact that, you know, they've just been so, you know, there's such a shit just seems like organization and it's just like, you know, the like fans, I don't even, I don't are. even know. Well, I mean, I would agree, but it's just like, I don't, I don't even understand any Arsenal fan. I just can't. I, I have hard time, like realistically, like seeing eye to eye with that person on almost anything. It's like, how, how could you even think that that was a viable choice? Like you could support anybody, even support Lester, but don't, why would, why would, uh, it's just, it's, it's questionable. But anyways, we finish above them and. It, it possibly puts us in the Champions League. I mean, I'm pretty sure barring, you know, no, we're, our goal we're differential. We're in Champions yeah. League no matter what. Well, we're, I we're mean, in- guess what, boys? That's the first time that's ever happened. Back-to-back seasons in the Champions League. Dude, let, so, me, let me throw some facts at you that are pretty awesome. Pochettino is the first ever Tottenham manager to remain unbeaten in his first five top-flight uh, North London Premier League derbies. That's one. And then Harry Kane is the first player to score more goals versus Arsenal as a Spurs player than anyone else. He's level with Gareth Bale at the moment, and you know that's going to grow even more with Harry Kane. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, do we have anything else that we want to say? I mean, now's the time to talk shit, boys. Dude. All I, I mean, there's 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 plenty more to talk about. I mean, the, some of the, some of the plays that that were that were going on in the in the, the match were super fun to watch. I mean, we destroyed them going down the left hand side with Son, and and for me, I want to I, I want to say something about Son. Son came in in the end of the Crystal Palace match and completely changed the game. He didn't score the goal. He didn't even make the pass that, that that set up the goal, but he completely changes the left-hand side. And now there's something to be said for Pochettino's thought in that if you don't start him and then you put him in and then all of a sudden he opens the whole side up, it just seems like it just changes everything. And, and it's not that he makes the play. He Maybe he does if he needs to, but it's like everyone else has all this extra room to move the ball around. And that's on Pochettino, man. And, you know, I love Son. He's Son and, and Dembele, they can do no wrong in my eyes. You'll, you'll know that about me forever. But I, I just – the way Pochettino has figured out how to use those players, and I'm realizing that now, and you think that you know that the players are the ones making it happen. You said this earlier, Austin. But Pochettino is the reason that the shit ticks like it does right now, and God forbid we ever lose that man. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to replace the 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 thought process and the just what goes through his mind. And I I'll criticize him all day long because he does in my eyes still make some mistakes, but man, it's been when it's come down to it here in the crunch time this year, it's really seemed to work out. 
it's uh it's impressive man uh son came in in the in the crystal palace game and just completely opened up that left hand side and gave erickson the room to fucking fire that shot off and then yeah. he was amazing he tore up fucking who did he who did he destroy over there oh Sanchez. was that walcock or no no when he when he cut the ball back inside or was oh, it oh yeah that was Oxlade-Chamberlain. It was Chamberlain, yeah. That was so dirty. Oh, man. I, I, I about jumped out of my skin when I saw that. Well, it was, it was like the same thing that happened to fucking Son when he had to play against Moses, unfortunately. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's what's shitty because Son just got some revenge. But he, he buried uh, but he buried fucking Chamberlain in the ground. I thought that was fun. I was, can't believe Erickson missed that, dude. Jesus. Oh, it was God. a fucking... Yeah, yeah it was a sitter. Dude. As and then the and then the Delhi fucking header, but I guess I guess uh what's his fuck? Uh that was Walt no, that was San, that was Dirty Sanchez got in his way on that one. He fucking uh wasn't. I think it was to, Ox to, again. But, I think Ox was Ox was the fool it was the fool in one and he was the savior in the other. But um uh, yeah, no, those those two guilt edge chances um almost felt a little bit reminiscent of like old Spurs to have come so close in that first half. And then when it was 0-0 at halftime, you kind of felt like, ah, oh, shit, you know, the, the, the Gooners got something in the game already. There are, they've already made it this far, and we couldn't, you know, we couldn't lay a glove on them proverbially just yet, you know. But you, you felt, or at least I felt when watching the game back, that there was a goal coming. And sure enough, it was a scrappy goal. I mean, I remember both of those goals – that were that almost happened or should have happened, I guess I should say, in the first half with with Ali and Erickson. Um, both of those were kind of deflected chances. They weren't. They were like half chances. They, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like it was a direct cross and then it met the player and then the player shot it. It was like Sonny had passed the ball and it deflected off of somebody and then it sat up for somebody else. You know, and those half chances you got to put away, but. It, um, it, it we eventually did obviously when Erickson and Delhi had a really beautiful kind of one two play, which is actually on the back of a really um, uh, smart throw in, a quick throw in by Trippier. And um, you know, he gets that ball over to Harry, and then Harry, I think, gets it to Delhi. Delhi kind of runs in and, and gets it and just kind of dribbling a little bit. And then Erickson does this slick little like one two, dr- like left right dribble around two guys, gets a shot, yeah, that frame. was sick, man. And of course, check saves that, and you're just thinking, "Oh, perfect!" But then you see Delhi just lurking, and he just kind of gets a left side foot on it, and you know it rolls right into the net. I mean, and it rolls right under Ox again, again Oxlade Chamberlain, the fucking ass. He's constantly getting made uh, made a fool of on this game, but um, you know, it's just it was meant to be. You know, you see that first goal go in, and then uh, less than a minute later, I think like 70 or 90 seconds later or something. You know they get a, they give up a penalty. I mean it's just it, it was bad going to worse for Arsenal and good going to great for us. And at that point, boys, I think we all felt like the game was over when it was two 0 Dude, let me state, yeah, they, let me state one thing for you guys, and it, it just shows how Tottenham doesn't need those high paying soccer players and high paying stars that come on the team. Arsenal paid forty two million for Ozil. We paid $42 million for Deli Ali, Victor Wanyama, Christian Eriksen, and Musu Dembele. And they are showing we don't, we don't need a, a Messi. We don't need a Cristiano Ronaldo to have a great team. That's why I fucking love this club. Yeah, I mean, I I disagree with you. I think we do need, uh, I think we do need some 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 big uh, some big signing players. But that's just so that we can compete on all fronts. Uh, I think that we're showing that if we're only going to be in the Premier League, we have the squad to be top one, two at least the last two seasons with almost roughly what we have. You know, I mean, we we got rid of a couple of players from the team last year. We brought in a couple of players uh, for this year. And really the only player that you could say that's made a difference has probably been Wanyama. So uh, for me, um, I agree with you. I think that this team can hold it down and can compete in this league alone. Yes, but in in you know if you're talking about trying to win multiple trophies if you're talking about which which is always the goal i mean at the beginning of the season you have essentially four or five opportunities to to get silverware and if you end the year with none 
then you didn't, you weren't deep enough. You know, you weren't, you didn't have enough, you know, and, and when you spend money and we did, we went out and spent money. And if you spend it the wrong way, you end up with nothing. If you spend it the right way, you see how close we are right now in this moment to winning something with almost literally nothing new that, that than there was the year prior. So I agree with you that this team is very strong in, in what they have, and I think that they will continue to be. But I also feel like we're going to lose probably Kyle Walker in the summer. It just, it's, it just, uh, you should just leave. It, it feels, it feels kind of that way. It, you know, after readings, uh, I think a pretty credible source had come out this week saying that uh, that that his head's been turned, that he's looking to, you know, to to leave the club and that his future is elsewhere. And the only thing that I can hope for is that if that is true, that you'll he, know on you'll know on Friday, dude. I have to think whatever whoever yeah. you gotta hope you gotta hope Kyle Walker starts Friday. Otherwise, that that'll be that'll be Twitter meltdown if Trippier starts Friday. That'll be the end of it. That'll be it. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I want that to happen. I want him to start. I think Trippier has really improved, and he doesn't bitch and complain about that, how he's not getting playing time. Dude. But Kyle, yeah, Walker's, but Kyle Walker's the number one athlete, dude. He's, he's a, a better player. He's a stud. He's a better player. Dude. He's a and stud. He's, and he's I mean, three he's, years younger, dude. Come on. It's just yeah, not but, I mean, Trippier has, Trippi has the right foot, and uh, trust me, I, I love that. But Walker can defend some. Trippier can defend none. I mean, Trippier is basically a – a, a, a right winger. I mean, that guy's not making, they don't track him back to make big time tackles. I don't Walker's know. Like, I, I yeah. thought he played really well. I thought he played really, really well against Arsenal, he, but, but, he is, but he's not the physical specimen. My point is that like Walker yeah. is There's, yeah. like, different Walker's an well, athlete. If you think, if you think about like Walker being in the box, trying to like head a ball away or, or trippier, you know, who, who do you pick in a physical battle of like, you know, either heading the ball out or clearing the ball out whenever you've got, you know, guys like hazard guys, like, you know, Diego Costa, guys like, you know, um, Romelu Lukaku, you know, guys who have pace, true pace. Uh, you know, you're going to need a guy like Walker to track back and, and, and save you sometimes. And I'm pretty sure he's done that more than once this season. So, you know, I think I think uh, a Kyle Walker leaving the team would be a huge miss for us. And um, I don't think that that could be stated loudly enough what, what he means to the squad and what he's meant to the squad for the last 10 years that he's been here. I mean, he's been uh, he's been incredible for us and um, for he's me, been one of my favorite like players. So he, he, It looks like he checks out the last couple of matches uh, against uh, was it the Palace match. And then was he started the Palace match, right? Am I, am I crazy? Yeah. And then – and then he didn't. He looked like he, he was in and out of it. He made some great plays. I remember distinctly. He did. Uh, but then he made. He looked like he was lazy or something. And that's. I think some rumors started from that. And and uh, you know and on Twitter, you know, the, the fires burn and all that shit. So it. I don't know. For me, I don't know if it's true or not. Again, I, I really think a lot's going to be said if he doesn't start Friday. That's going to be fucked. Um, I think yeah. everybody might have to worry then. But I don't know how you're going to replace him. I mean, even if then Richie starts, and that's fucking great. But I mean, he's—I don't think he's ever had to play a whole season. I, mean, I don't know if he's, he's physically ready for that because that would be his duty, and uh, we'd have to go out and find another fucking right back to uh, replace him. We can we get Lick? Can but we get the amount Lick of Steiner? money? The amount of money Steiner? that we would get for him, dude, would be fifty million plus. Like, there's no way you ah, go for anything less that. than. Whoa, well, 35? 35. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, yes, 35, I think, is realistic. I don't know that we'll get 50. We might, but I, I think, think 50. We're close I, think, to, I think we're close to, like, 40 for him. I'm sorry. I think 50 is I think fifty is max. I think 50 is max money for Kyle Walker. I think you get 35 guaranteed somewhere in that area, 35, 38, somewhere in that shit. I think that's uh, – 38, I think you could do that. You could buy two fucking players, 38. But then what do you guys sure think right about uh, the Toby situation as well, how he's asking for and, more and money? I don't, fuck, I, don't know, I don't even want to talk about that shit, dude. That's, <laughs> some, that, 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 that's, that's, real, that's real gangster shit that somebody put that on the fucking internet. That's not cool, man. About what? That's not cool at oh, all. He's asking about for Toby? like 117000 a week? They're saying he refused to sign his contract. Because he wants well, to make I, more I, than I, Harry. He wants to make more than Harry. Well, 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 the problem is there's there's a wage structure that they have that Daniel Levy has, and nobody in our club makes more than like a hundred grand 
uh, a week. And other clubs, if Kyle Walker goes anywhere, he's going to make, I bet, 190, 180, 200 a week. That's fucking almost double. And that's what the other clubs pay. And that's why he's looking to go fucking elsewhere. There's some, the way Levy runs his pay structure, and everybody talks about, I've heard a lot on um, talk radio, I listen to talk sport and shit on Sirius overseas, and guys have talked about, and this is how I, most of the knowledge I have of it, and I hope it's not totally biased, but um, I, uh, the pay structure that Levy has needs to be changed because the way it's set up is that's why a lot of players leave us because we just don't pay as much as some of the bigger clubs do, and it's too attractive, so... Yeah, fucking the Toby shit, man. I don't even want to talk about that, dude. If we lose him, I'm going to fucking cry. Yeah, that one I'm more scared of over Walker, to be perfectly honest. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I'm not worried about about Toby because I feel like the club will pay that kind of money to keep a Toby. Now, would they pay that kind of money to keep a Kyle Walker if his head's turned and he's, like, not buying in? No. They'll just say, hey, well, we're going to get all the money we can for you. But they know in order to keep Jan, they got to keep Toby. You know, and in order to keep this defense together, you have to keep the Belgian wall, the Belgian waffle, if you will, um, together. You can't you can't split up that that pairing. And they have the best song ever right now. Have you have you guys heard the song that they've that they just came up with? It's so great. It's like it's like yan 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 Toby Toby Toby. Toby, 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 Arthur Wild, Yan Yan. And you just keep going with it. And it's so great. It's like, uh, it's fire. It's fire. <laughs> it's, the, it's the newest, hottest groove in Tottenham Hotspur. And you could hear it the whole game if you go back and watch that Arsenal game. So I don't think Toby's going anywhere, guys. I'm not so so concerned with Toby. I think that Toby's a team player. I think he likes playing with, with Yan. I think him and Yan are just about as close as you could get. In terms of players, national team players, I mean Dembele as well, also very close to him. So but you got to think it comes that. down. It comes down to the money, Austin. I understand. I understand. But I also think that this club is coming into a lot of money, Alejandro. We're really close to becoming another a Champions League team for two years in a row. So that's that's money that you're getting that not a lot of other teams are getting. So that's that's one thing. Yeah. Now what we need to do is we need to spend money wisely because that's not something we did last season. So what do you do this off season? You pay your guys that you want to keep because you could probably only keep one of those two guys. If they're both kind of looking elsewhere, if Toby's looking elsewhere, then you got to give all the money to Toby. If uh, Walker's looking elsewhere, in my opinion, you probably let Walker go. But it, even though I love Walker, but I just don't think you could replace a Toby. I think a Walker is somewhat replaceable. I think that even though there's not anybody in the English Premier League that has that kind of pace, I'm sure there are other right backs or left backs, like wing backs, if you will, that have the ability moving forward that could be, if not as good as Walker in some regards, maybe even better. And possibly somebody that's just going to really push Trippier and possibly make it hard for him to start. Because that's really what Pochettino's system is all about, is you know making sure that the guy that you're playing with is going to be as good as possible because if they're not, you're going to take their spot. So it's, um, you know, it's a great system and I'm not so concerned. You guys, I am a little worried about Walker, but at the same time, I I love this team. And I think that, um, I think a lot of our players love this team. You know, I think that the majority of our guys are on board. I think, uh, Delhi's definitely on board. I think Dyer's on board. I think a lot of those young Spurs guys, that we need to continue this this incredible kind of uh, turning of the tide, if you will, and, and just North London dominance, just all season, boys, uh, you know, has really been an attest- a testament to just the team. So, uh, and Pochettino, I think you could probably, Pochettino will find all the bargain players and still make the team very, very efficient, you know? I mean, look what he did with uh, with Southampton, you know? I mean, and with, with the budget like Spurs have, he'll have the opportunity to do a lot more. So uh, I'm very excited. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about West Ham coming up on Friday? Yeah, Austin, I'll talk about uh, West Ham. I think, as all of us, you know, this will be a Friday game, so it's going to be something brand new. But I feel like... You know what? 
I we don't have to think about anything else except keep winning our games. And I know I keep talking about trying to fight for that title and see what's going to happen, but I have to stop, you know, thinking about that all the time and just go to a Spurs game, watch it, and just expect that win and watch a team win and forget about the rest of the outcomes. It's hard, but I think I need to start doing that, and I feel like we're going to win that game. So, yeah, Alejandro, um, I, I agree a lot with what you're saying about the rest of the season. Um, it's kind of hard to keep looking ahead whenever there's only four games left. But I do feel like the four games are substantial and we need Chelsea to lose a game and draw a game in order for us to, to you know, and we have to win out. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be really tough for us to achieve that for the rest of the season. But it is possible. Um, it, I, I, it's stranger things have happened. But I also do think that Chelsea is in a very efficient team, so it's going to be hard for us to catch them. But I don't think that that means that our players are done fighting. I think our guys um, are, are loving this title hunt. I think our guys are loving and relishing the opportunity to just be the basically the most talked about team in the league. I mean, I think a lot of people are talking about how Chelsea's a great team, but I think the bigger talks and what this season has been about how Spurs have just been uh, just very, very efficient and really been alive the entire time in this title hunt. So I think we'll continue to do that against West Ham. I think West Ham had a very, very scary game against Tottenham Hotspur the first time around when we saw them at White Hart Lane. They nearly beat us. They probably should have beat us. We played a really poor first half. And in the second half, it was it was also uh, kind of questionable. Um, there were there were times where in that game, I thought we were going to lose our first home game of the season and uh, possibly one of the only home game losses of the year. But luckily enough for us, we still haven't had one of those yet. So um, on the road on a Friday midweek game. It's a little bit of a different atmosphere, a little bit of a different environment. I think this is our first time playing at the Olympic Stadium in, White, in, uh, in West Ham's new home, if you will. And um, we'll have to wait and see what kind of challenges we face there. I think that West Ham has been very, very poor this year. If we were predicting, I would say probably 3-0. Um, I think yeah. we're a much stronger team than them. I think that if we really want to continue to prove to the league that we are the team to beat and we are that team that's going to continue to be a powerful um, force coming in the next few years. We have to win games like this. We have to continue to show Chelsea that if they want to tussle with us next year, they're going to have to play us like this all year long. And that's stressful, you know, to try to, to try to tell a team you have to win out is um, it's pretty stressful. And especially in this league, um, we've all seen, you know, banana peels like West Brom, who Spurs have re- just like almost religiously had issues with. And um, Chelsea could easily have an issue with them, too. So um, for me, I-, I-, I do feel confident about some of the games that Chelsea could drop points to. But I especially feel confident in the rest of the games this season. I think obviously three road games, one home game. You'd like it maybe to be split just so you could have a little bit better chance to go 50-50 there. But I feel like at this point, the Spurs have the best mentality moving forward with Pochettino. They have the best mentality moving forward in the team and the team spirit at the moment. So it feels good to be um, to be a Spurs man you know, or woman right now. It just feels great to, to feel confident going into every week. That's something I don't think any of us have ever experienced. Um, Nate. I want to kick it over to you since you've uh, been a Houdini for us this show and disappeared and then reappeared. Um, I want to ask you, what do you feel about West Ham, man? And uh, maybe kind of extend that into how are you feeling about maybe the results going forward the rest of this season? Uh, West Ham are, are in rough shape. They haven't won what they've won. Like, I don't know, it's something, some ridiculous stat. They've won like one in 10 or one in 11 or something crazy. They're They're in horrible form right now. They've drawn a bunch of matches, uh, but I don't know what to expect. They're always a banana skin. Those guys are horrible to play against. I, I have, I want nothing to do with them, and I don't want anything to do with Leicester on the road either. Um, for me, those are, those are going to be tough matches. I, I don't. I guess playing at fucking West Ham's new stadium, we practice for us at Wembley next year. And, um, so maybe that's a good blessing in disguise or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think about West Ham. I honestly haven't watched them play a whole lot of matches this year. 
I used to, uh, the past couple of years when they were, I guess they had some better form last year. I actually competed a bit. Um, they were on TV a, a bit more. I guess it's happened when you suck. Uh, they're, uh, I think they're, they're not fighting for relegation. They're going to be stuck at 10 or 11 or some shit like that. But um, I don't know what's going to happen with that match. I don't. Um, it's an odd time of the day. It's late in the day. I think it starts like it starts really weird hour, like three o'clock our time or something, eight o'clock over there on a Friday night or something. I think it's really late. Um, Friday night lights. You know, we like that here in Texas. Damn, man. It's uh, that's tough for Tottenham to, to play that kind of match. But uh, we we'll showed against Crystal It'll... Palace. We could do it. If we can beat Palace yeah. in the form they were in. I tend to feel like West Ham should uh, should be a, a drubbing. I think we're gonna sure. Absolutely, I, I don't know about a drubbing. But I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a, if it was a confident we go in, handle business, and leave, and then we get to go to Leicester. And what do you what do you think they're playing for? And you know that Leicester can end our season, right? If they, I think if they draw against us, they can end uh, they can end our title hopes just like uh, like, like Chelsea did. did. Yeah, fucking shit, dude. Yeah, so. That's that's a wonderful stat to know, uh, especially in their house. You know they'll love that fucking shit. So that they'll be up for that, man. That's gonna be that's the booger. But I so think, will we. I think so will I we. Man, we, have, we have a point to prove and a bone to pick too. So, man, you at home? I know we paced them, dude. That would be fucking glorious, dude. If we just wipe the floor with them, that would be fucking fantastic. Because they have nothing now. I mean, Rashford's playing well, I guess, but they're. They're fucked, and coming into the the last home, they have no fucking prayer, dude. They're gonna get pasted. That's. Gonna I, be hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I know, sure right? hope so. But... I hope so too. I guess I'm more confident. You know, I'm more I'm more confident in that match than I am the Leicester on the road. Yeah, yeah. You're I mean, not. Uh, you're you're more confident in the in the Man U game than the Leicester game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're on an, an incredible run right now for the home, you know, the home record this year has just been absolutely insane. I mean, I'm pretty, it's just like, it, it's really, really been a, a one-way street and, and, and really just tons of great results. I mean, only two draws and like 14 wins so far in the season is just insane. I mean, that's historic. That's something that might not ever be done in the new stadium. Hopefully it is, but, you know, it's something that, it's it's just a hell of a way to send out the uh, the old ground and um, on the last game ever at the old ground you'd like to think that we go in and we play a really really good game I mean at the very least uh, it, even like a four four draw would just be incredible you know something something very entertaining but I, I don't see Man U putting up that kind of points and uh, it's hard for me to see Man U putting out um, putting up you know. Th- too many goals with the injuries that they've had. So, um, you know, with Laton being out and, um, and also with their, with, with their midfield with Herrera and, um, and, and Mkhitaryan and all those guys and Fellaini, even though that guy's a bit of an idiot. Um, I, Pogba, Pogba had an injury last weekend, didn't he? I, I think he yeah, fucking he pulled a, pulled a groin or a hammy or something too. Yeah, he might be out for a few games. I don't know if he'll miss the game on the week that we play, but Europa, I mean, if, they have Europa tomorrow uh, against Celta Vigo. Did you see that? Um, that Ajax are in the final, I guess. Well, that's a no, it's a semifinal. Ajax are playing Lyon and uh, Celta Vigo against Man United. That's the semifinal uh, matches in Europa. They're both tomorrow and then, I guess, next Thursday. Oh, okay. Those are good matches, though. That's uh, the Celta Vigo Man U. Especially should be that should be entertaining. I oh, bet. Yeah, I bet that's tied. A... Man uses loves tying those Europa games, man. Well, fuck, Man U. What's the record they have this year? Have they tied thirteen? No, is it ten matches at home? They have ten draws. Is that what that shit is? It's horrifically bad. It's uh, I think it's ten draws at home this year. Man, you have they had they drew this last match. Uh, I can't I can't really well, whatever. Them, man. It's Man U. Man, that's all that matters. Well, Anyway, regardless, whatever. Their Man U is playing against Tottenham in their last home match at White Hart Lane ever. Do you think anybody, if Real Madrid came in there, I would think that we would hope to pace the floor with whoever came in there to play us. Now, that being said, we wouldn't pace the floor with Real Madrid. But, you know, nice. but still, yeah, I, I get the principle that you're trying to 
the- I have to think that Man U is 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 that's going to be a rocking fucking rocking place that day. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be historic. It's the last day at the right. ground, so right. you would hope that it would just be a six nil. Oh my god! I mean, right. could you imagine right. something that something we'll tell our kids about? Something we'll you know, some, something that we'll always remember for the rest of our lives. That would just be. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know if 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 I felt similarly about the um, about the Arsenal game this last weekend. I feel like it was a big, it was a big match. And if we would have lost it, it would have been heartbreaking. But you know, I think that just speaks to kind of the the level of of class that we've changed from. You know, I think. Well, I'm, we're not as petty as we used to be. You know, we used to think that it was everything to beat Arsenal, and and now that that's they're just another team. You know, it's almost like a slap in the face of them, which you know they they they've really kind of dropped off. So it, it does feel good to be not only the top team in London, but it just feels good to be a top team in this league. So um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm super happy that. Things have gone the way that they have this year. And, um, yeah, I think that they'll continue to go good. Guys, I'm going to say uh, predictions. Let's go ahead and each of us give a prediction for West Ham. Um, I Like I said, 3-0 for me. I bet you Delhi gets another goal. And I think Kane gets a goal. And I bet you Erickson gets a goal. The the, the three-headed beast, I think each each of them gets to eat this week. What what you guys think on scores and uh, predictions? I'm going 2-1 Spurs. I think it's going to be a brutally ugly match, uh, but I think we'll pull it out with a late, late winner after they go up early and we draw. We, we, we come back with two goals. I think they go up early and we come back with two goals and win with a late one. That's my prediction, 2-1. Okay. And do you want to be so bold as to give us a, a scorer or no? I said 2-1. Oh, no, no. Who, who's the, who scores the goals? I mean. Oh, who scores the goals? Oh, um <laughs> Uh, man, shut up, dude. Um, uh, Erickson with a goal, and uh, Son Son's gonna come back with uh, with two goals. Dude, that would be sick. That well, that's three. That's three one. But still, <laughs> oh no, uh, two two one. Sorry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> smoke another one, Johnny boy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we we. All right. So Sonny gets one. Erickson gets one. All right. Alejandro, what's your score score prediction and who's I'm going it? two nothing and it is Sun, and I'm going on a wild card here, guys. Toby. Toby. Oh, yeah. He's Man. worth it. Think, he deserves yeah, a header. He how does. many how many headers on off corners? How many headers off corners have he had Dancing, that have not always yeah. close? I mean, Dude, even this yeah. last weekend, so he deserves yeah. it. He. he uh, I think there's a lot of players that deserve a goal. I think I think Vertonghen deserves a goal. Yes, I, you know, I want to get a goal. I want Ben Davies to get a fucking goal. How about a shout out for yeah. Ben Davies, dude? Yeah. Did he not play like a man on fire on fucking uh, against the fucking? He's goons, also, dude. He's also yeah, he I mean, played so well. His interchanging play with Son was so good, and he was cut. Man, I uh, again back to. Pochettino and what he's doing. The interchanging play between Davies and Son and Deli Ali, that left side is so fucking good, dude. If they click, man, I haven't seen anybody they don't break down. And it's so fun to watch. The spacing they make between each other is so fantastic. And again, it's got to come down to Pochettino and what he's done over there. And you got to figure out a way to just make keep rotating everybody and make them happy and pay them enough, dude. And win, win a fucking, win some silverware. And we can keep these motherfuckers, dude. Oh man, it's uh, talking about it. I, I, I was watching Davies. I was I was tweeting over and over again about Davies and how happy I was to see him have a good game. And I think he had a really good match against a uh, uh, Palace too. I think the Palace and then when he when um when fucking douchebag Sissoko came in and actually played well. And I made a I think I made some stupid ass poll and said he who was a player of the game and I put him on as the only answer on there. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, like he played a great like seven minutes, <laughs> some some fucking shit. And it was the, like the only fucking seven minutes of his life I ever want to fucking see. But it was so oh God, he's like a reindeer on fucking ice, dude, watching that guy with the ball, dude. But he had yeah, a couple. 
He's pretty devoid of of, uh, of confidence at the moment, but he does a good job of coming in and, clo- and killing a game because he's a brute. He's just, right. I think Pochettino at least respects him for his brute strength and says, well, if you're going to be anything, be an ox. Just go out there and be a workhorse and just go sit in the corner and, and, and kill time, you know, and, and just make a fucking buffoon of yourself, you know, at their end of the field. So then that way you don't give the ball up and, and, and cost us, you know, uh, a serious issue, you know. So it, it, for me, I, I love I, I mean, anybody that wears the jersey, I, I'm, I'm a fan of and I'm going to support. But I can't help but feel like Sissoko is going to be one of the first ones gone this summer. Um, hey, and they, I, that's going to sw- that's going to be a tough pill for them to swallow to fucking give up 30 million, dude. That's going to be that's going to be an ego I wouldn't be surprised if Levy held on to him just to say I'm not going to swallow my pride and I fucked up on thirty million dollars because that's a that's a that's a big pill to swallow. He hasn't let go of anybody else that he paid that much for other than Soldado, and that's that's the only fucking one he paid like twenty seven or some shit for him. So yeah. that, that'll that'll be I think given like the short amount of time that he's given, he, he even gave Soldado two years, I think, right? I think I think, was- I think Jansen will be around. I think Jansen will stay. I think Incudo is probably gone. I think uh, I think Sissoko is probably gone, and I think Walker's probably gone. So that frees up roughly fifty, sixty million in the transfer market that you can either spend, you know, twenty of that and give it to Toby, which you probably are going to have to, and then hopefully go and get another. Uh, you know, if you can if you can con- you know convince Isco to come here, or if you can convince like a Max Meyer. Or another, you know, kind of interesting kind of playmaker to come here. I think that's the next player we need is another kind of uh, dynamic lock picker, if you will. You know, somebody who's going to be able to come in and uh, and make things work for the club. So um, especially in those real stagnant games where, you know, if Erickson starts slow, we don't have to say, well, he's the only thing we got, you know. So, um yeah, the central attacking the central attacking midfielder is, is definitely yeah. the position that we got to have, dude. Because the An way upgrade. the way Pochettino plays, it's like they're all interchangeable. Fucking son ended up on the right hand side of the field the other day at the end of the the Arsenal match. I was like, what the fuck's going on? You know, they just all switch all over the place. Son, Deli Ali, and Ericsson, and they all they all do what they want. And so that's why the player has to be ambidextrous. He's got to be able to do everything. And I think it's going to be that type of player, the Isco type of player. And Isco's playing out of his fucking mind. He had a really good game uh, against in the Champions League match with fucking homeboy had a, a hat trick. Cristiano Ronaldo's old ass, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, Isco is playing well. I don't know what, what the hell is going to happen with him now on Real Madrid. I don't know if they're going to hold on to him because he, he, I don't. He seems like they're doing it. Yeah, and he's he's they're going to get a shitload of money for him if they do sell him. But um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think the, I think the the Timo Werner kind of guy from fucking Germany you're talking uh, and those type of players, dude. Uh, yeah. I think um, uh, I think there's those are guys that are lock pickers like you're talking about. Yeah, I, I agree with that position. I think it's going to be it's going to be shelling out the cash and for one player. I, I honestly don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if we fucking let go of Kyle Walker and didn't replace him and just tried to run with fucking with uh, with uh, Trippier and then then you put Dyer right back if that doesn't work out. I would not be surprised at all if Levy did some shit like that. I don't know what's going to happen there, and and I guess the, we're going to see what we can do with Jansen. They'll give him one more year, so. We'll see what I will, we'll see what else happens. The 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 Walker scandal. I can't wait for Friday morning to hear the uh, the lineup to see what yeah. Twitter's going. Yeah, I'm with you there. Well, guys, do we have anything else that we would like to talk about or add this week before we wrap? Yeah, I do. I want to give a huge, huge shout out from today's to do podcast to Aaron Lennon. Oh, I'm sorry, Aaron Lennon. We want you to have a speedy recovery. You were the, a great player for us. We understand that this is an issue, and we're glad that you're getting this you know, taken care of. And please forgive all those Spurs fans for staying, saying stupid shit on Twitter. We still love you, and we want you to get better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Uh, it was really sad to kind of see... Um, what had gone down and what, what maybe uh, what he's going through. Um, I don't know a whole, whole lot about that story. 
Um, I think I haven't really read into too much about it because I'd be afraid to, to learn anything that I might not want to learn. So mental um, stress, it's mental yeah, stress. Yeah, I, I imagine. Um, so it's just one of those things where I really I hope that he finds some peace and I hope that he um, he's he's back playing football sooner than later. But, um, yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family um, want to uh, want the best for a former good. Uh, you know, once a spur, always a spur. So, um, uh, Nate, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap this, uh, this evening, my friend? Yeah, not to be too depressing, but shout out to Aaron Lindemann. Yeah. I hope that that kid takes care of himself. He was always a fucking fun player to watch and I was pissed when we let him go to Everton, but whatever, man, um, get well, brother. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody at Houston Spurs and, uh, bar Munich for supporting us. They had a great turnout for the, uh, for the for the London Derby and uh thanks to all those guys Ray and all those cats out there at, at Bar Munich and uh you know we got West what spam on on Friday and let's handle this shit dude um you know keep on trucking I guess the only is this is this West Brom this weekend against fucking Chelsea is this the I'm not this, sure I'm not sure with who they play I, I, I think I kind of agree with like Alejandro at this point it's like who cares who they play man well, I'm, not, right. I'm only right. checking I'm only caring I just want to finish the league with not a mm-hmm. single loss for the rest of the season and just go you know on a sure. 13 game unbeaten run I mean how incredible would that be and and right. uh you know that that's my those are my thoughts on that. But um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week at To Dare Is To Do podcast. Thanks again, you guys, for listening and supporting us on Twitter. We are huge fans of you guys, and we're huge fans of Spurs. And I think we all, all of us podcasters, kind of share that in common. So thank you, guys, again for tuning in to us. We'll be back again next week to review the West Ham result and to talk about. Manchester United at the final game at White Hart Lane. Thanks again, you guys. Um, Mad love and respect. And as always, come on, you Spurs.